If you or somebody you know is in a mental health crisis, what can you do? You can call 988 because this new number is all about getting you immediate help for mental health distress. With Virginia's 988 service, you can talk to a trained crisis worker 24-7. They can help you stabilize and connect you with any other care you might need. Now, if you need help from an ambulance, police, or firefighters, call 911. But for a mental health emergency, call 988. Virginia is here to help. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos, bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that beautiful introduction. From my beautiful fiance, Christian Anima Food. Thank you, my love. I love that voice. She's precious to me. Thank you, my virtual crowd. Woo, woo, woo. Appreciate that. Welcome, everyone, to Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Good morning, good mid-morning, good afternoon, good mid-afternoon, good evening, good mid-evening. And for my night listeners, welcome to the show. How you all doing today? All my listeners, I just want to give a thanks and a shout out to all my listeners that tune into my show. I don't have a big audience, but I just say thank you to the ones that uh give me the give me the time and takes the time to download my shows because you don't have to do it you don't have to do it at all <clears throat> and that helps me in a way in a sense even though I don't know who you are that's why I ask for comments and stuff like that so I can thank you personally by audio if you leave a comment or something like that I like to thank you by audio All right, if I sound a little winded, I guess it's just a little anxiety I'm having now with my breathing. I just kind of started, and uh, so I'm kind of like, might be breathing a little hard because of the anxiety that I might be, that I I haven't acted like this in a while, so I guess it's just an anxiety. Uh, But uh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. For the ones that's been uh, keeping up with my last four podcasts, you would know that I have been doing a series on my childhood life. Or I can just say my childhood struggles with the different... uh, dispositions of mental battles that I've been having for the majority of my life that I can remember. For the newbies, if you have not been tuning into my show, 
uh, I have four segments that I'm um, uh, the introduction, and I like to say the discovery of finding out that I suffer in the spectrum of autism, uh, ADHD, and neurodivergence. Now, how did I find that out? I've done a study. I've done a few quizzes. I've never personally talked to or have spoken to a, a, a psychologist or anyone like that. But uh, I took the quizzes and I've done the studying, so I, I somewhat self-diagnosed myself. And you can't do that. All you got to do is take the quizzes and, you know, you do the study and you just relate it to yourself. You're going to have some of the symptoms or you're going to have, you know, partial symptoms, which means the same thing, or you're going to have low system or high uh, uh, systems, symptoms, I'm sorry, symptoms. So I self-diagnosed myself, et cetera. I looked at a lot of study and everything like that, and I I had a feeling already that I, I, I struggled with the, uh, the autism uh, already. But the, uh, and ADHD, I'm not surprised about that, even though I have to read up what that meant, my attention span and stuff like that. And, uh, but the, uh, the neurodivergence, <clears throat> I don't have that as much, but I do, you know, somewhat when you look at, when you research what a neurodivergence or sometimes it is called neurodiversity, it's just we, click in another way. We, we will compute things in different ways. We learn in a different way. So I do have some of that also. So I have a quadruple of things. But the most strongest setback was my this uh, condition that's called maladaptive daydreaming. Maladaptive daydreaming, MD. Maladaptive daydream, and I know for my newbies and my curiosity listeners, and never heard of anything like that. I haven't either. I had to research and sh- and throw my systems out there, and do a little googling, and just put myself out there to find out what is this struggle that I struggle with that makes me hall- not hallucinate, but makes me going to these fantasies so much. I didn't even put daydreams and none of that together. But what made me do that? So what what I did was I done a research on that, you know, and, uh, and I took tests and I looked for tests and quizzes. <clears throat> and it came out positive on those tests that, yes, you know, uh, I suffered through that, even to the extreme. So I wasn't too much surprised about my... Uh, my, my battles with my mind, but I just had to find a name for the problem. I was looking for a name for the problem that I suffered with. So after that, I started doing researches for psychologists because I wanted to get a confirmation from a psychologist and, you know, talk to someone. But the, a lot of the psychologists was mainly, they were, you have to pay. They would they you know, there's some free ones out there, but I didn't do a deep research and everything, but you had to pay. And financially, I'm not able to do that as of now. But, you know, and I said to myself, okay, I just try to find group sessions and stuff like that and talk to group people, or whatever, and we get together, we talk. So that's what I'm doing now but I have no doubt that I uh I suffer from that even to the extreme but not as much now but I still struggle off and on <clears throat> with that mm. okay but I'm not going to go uh into detail I've done quite a bit of detail on, uh, of my 
what happens with me in my last two podcasts, you know, and I got into detail of my struggles through the last two podcasts. So I'm going to conclude it. So you could just say this is somewhat the conclusion of my story. Now, there is so much in my life and my story that you will have to write a book about it. And I was thinking about that myself. I'm not sure, but if it's going to be a book, it's going to be an ebook. And that might be an ebook that I just give it away. But it depends and everything like that. If you just have to pay uh, $2 or $3 for it, you know, for expenses and stuff like that, I can use this. I can use the income or whatever like that. Sure. Help me out that way. But majority of the time, I'm going to be sending out a link. If I do decide to make this ebook about the life of uh, my childhood life of growing up, then I can add more to it and go into more detail. Now, the podcast is that I explain my condition. It's not a podcast that's telling you how you can be delivered from it. So I want to get that out there. <clears throat> I want to get that out there. It's not a podcast. It's not a show that's telling you how to be delivered and stuff like that. It's just, you know, trying to give somebody uh, a peek of what it is to struggle with this condition that I just found the name to MD or some people call it MDD or MDS, which is maladaptive daydreaming. And I thank God that I know that I have a name with the problem now. You can just say I have a face with the problem now, you know. And I just uh, thank God for that. All right. Now, in this conclusion, my listeners, I hope you got something out of it. I, I sent quite a few uh links out there to uh, listen to this show. Some to family members and some to just people that I know, but mostly family members so they could know the inside. And the majority of my family members already know I struggle with a certain condition, but they know they had no idea what it was. And this, uh, uh, so a lot of stuff that I put in these podcasts is, is going to be somewhat new to them because I'm finally letting somebody in my head you ever seen that movie, The Mind of John Malkovich in the head of John Malkovich? I call this last one The Mind of Skitch. <laughs> in The Mind of Skitch. So I try to let you into my thinking. How do I think? How my mind works? How was the struggle? You know, you had your cons and you had your pros and everything like that. So I was somewhat letting people in my head and that I have never done that before, including my uh, fiance. Christina, Nima Fu, the voice you hear uh, that does the introduction in English and Spanish. That's my fiance. And uh, a lot of things she knew about somewhat of my conditions, but not to the extent that I explained it or I broke it down in detail. So it's very detailed, especially the last two. I've done four segments, but the last two is mostly extremely detailed about 
Looking for something different this Thanksgiving? Take your family to the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Just minutes from I-95 with free admission and parking. This is the perfect holiday outing for families of every size. You'll love the flight and tank simulators, 300-degree theater, and interactive training center. And you'll come face-to-face with rare and never-before-seen artifacts from Army history. It's all at the National Army Museum, with shopping and dining, too. Open on Thanksgiving Day and all weekend long. Plan your visit at usarmymuseum.org. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Some letting it went to my head, and even then, as I was doing the podcast, things just started coming up that I remembered, that I remembered, but I couldn't put it down. That because it's so much, it's things that come up. Now you have Joey to talk about that. I can't talk about everything, not because that I want to. It's just it's so much, then it just comes up. Because you got to remember, I've been battling with this since I was a tiny tot, like I like to call kids tiny tots, since I was little. And even up until today at the age of 58, but it's not as strong and stuff like that. The older I get, the more controlled, the more, the more stronger I was able to, the more I was able to control it. I have a hard time getting my words out. And uh, even through my times when I was getting high, smoking pot and drinking, you know, I, I, it became more alive when I was high, not when I was drinking, but mainly when I was smoking pot. It I, it became stronger. I explained that in my my previous podcast, my last podcast as well. My second podcast, or oh, my first, I was getting into my podcast. How I never edited my podcast, and you might see here some of my symptoms of how I get aggravated fast or how I hear certain noises can aggravate me and stuff like that. That's in my first or second podcast. You have to go back and check that out. Now this is for the ones that never don't that didn't hear the, the first few podcasts. Uh, let alone all four of the seconds. I don't want you to go start with the fourth to go to the first one. I like for you to go to the first one and then finish off with this one, which is the fifth segment, the conclusion to get the four a gist of my struggles, but it's still so much more, still so much more. <clears throat> okay. Now, besides that right there, uh, I just found out some news, uh, you know, about my son and stuff like that, uh, that I'm not very pleased about. I'm somewhat angry, angry and I'm somewhat sad. And um, not, I don't need to go into details now because I don't want to put it out like that and I wouldn't put my son out like that or whatever. But uh, I guess it got me kind of just little. Blah, 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 blah. That's probably why I have this little anxiety. I don't know. Because when things just start piling up too much or whatever, it's just, it's like the older I get, you know, some things just affect me more. Uh, stuff like that. And I heard some, some very unpleasing news. So 
I will keep you guys posted on that about my son, and I would I would give you I would keep you posted and stuff like that to my listeners what's going on with that but far as everything else my family is doing well my dad is doing well and stuff like that not for the ones who didn't know my dad does suffer from dementia and he's doing very well and everything like that so uh, for the ones that are prayers or for the ones that are Christians uh, keep my dad in your prayers and everything like that and my mom as well and stuff like that. So keep them both because it's, it's been a battle. It's been a struggle, you know. And uh, I will keep you posted on everything like that. I'm not going to get into details, but I just like you guys to pray on that and everything. But as far as everything else, I'm doing very well. I'm maintaining <laughs> my MD and my uh, my uh, autism. I'm doing very well. I have them pretty much under control. Thank God, you know. Because I done, I've been through it so long that I have a better control by the grace of God with these ailments and stuff and with these struggles. Okay. One thing I want you guys to understand, I'm gonna leave you with this. I'm not gonna close up now. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with this in your head. Anybody, not me, anybody, man, woman doesn't matter black or white Asian Latino doesn't matter anybody that's struggling with any type of mental illness about themselves now I'm basically talking to the ones that don't drink that's that's not on drugs or whatever like that if you 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 know just say if you're a casual drinker or a casual uh, pot smoker or whatever like that you know it's probably reasons why you struggle with your mind and stuff like that. And I'm talking about your mind because dealing with that is going to affect your mind and affect your thinking, affect your psyche. You know, so there's there can be many reasons why you go through a lot of things that you go through, you know. I'm just talking about bad, you know, experience and stuff like that. And I'm not a psychologist. I always have to put that out there as a disclaimer so nobody could think that I'm trying to give a diagnosis because I, I cannot do that. I can just give you an experience, especially when it comes to myself. <clears throat> or if I have an exercise, I'll throw it out there, but I'm not saying this is the key for your cure, you know, whatever like that. Uh, but if you, even before you start drinking, because maybe some people like myself start the drinking or getting high or getting into other illicit uh, drugs because of their struggles. Some people started drinking, smoking, getting into drugs and doing all kind of uh, immoral stuff because of your struggle. Now, those are the ones I'm talking about. Now, some people struggled. You have two types. Then you have the ones that struggle because they was drinking and smoking and those symptoms, you know, certain symptoms and certain uh, things start affecting their thinking and their mood and stuff like that because they drink. Either way it go, either way it go, there's a reason why a person drinks like they drink. I'm not talking about a casual drinker that drinks wine for taste and stuff like that. I'm talking about a person that drinks wine so it can keep them masked. M-A-S-K-E-D, masked. 
because they can't face reality or they have been abused or have they have been to something that started them to drinking or that started them to smoking cigarettes or started them to smoking pot or snorting cocaine or whatever or taking pills or whatever like that. You just do not start doing those things unless something triggered it. Let me say that again. You don't just do those type of substances, even cigarettes, say, you might think it's innocent, unless something is triggering it. Even something, as some people think is innocent, which is more dangerous than a lot of them, smoking cigarettes. Something triggered that because when you smoke, it relaxes and relieves some people. So a lot of things I believe, you know, I believe, you know, I'm not, this is not a diagnosis, but I believe it has to do something. It has to do with something that you're unhappy about or something you just need relief from. Whether it was physical or mental abuse, whether it was you, you was you was touched or raped, whether you was uh you know, stressed out at a job or the kids stretching you out for a female, sometimes the male, but mainly for the female, something set that off. Or you have had anxiety attacks. You would struggle with anxiety attacks. But even when it comes to anxiety attacks and panic attacks, you're not born that way. Something triggered it. You, you understand what I'm saying? Something triggered it, okay? The majority of the people... I believe that suffered through panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and stuff like that, and uh, depression, stress, suicidal thoughts, and stuff like that. It was triggered by something. It just did not happen. Something triggered it. It just, you know, come out that way. Homophobic thoughts, homosexual thoughts, you know, uh, Evil thoughts, killing thoughts, you want to murder some thoughts. You know, serial killers just did not start want to kill. Something triggered it. Homosexuals did not just want to come out and just say, oh, I want to be a man or be a woman or I like men or like women. Something triggered it. You understand what I'm saying? Something triggered it. You didn't come out just wanting to start drinking or smoking or whatever like that. Something triggered triggered it. If a person is dealing with reality and they in a comfort zone, they deal with reality very well. They don't have a reason to besides smoking, you know, but even that, they don't have a reason to get into the other substances because they are content. They can deal with reality. The majority of the people that get into other substances like, you know, hard alcohol or even casual drinking could turn into something. But hard alcohol, hard liquor, uh, drugs and taking pills and smoking pot and stuff like that, something triggers it. Something triggers it. Now, there is time that people have coerced somebody to drink and smoke, whatever. But a person that's already content with their life. And they they are, they can deal with reality. You cannot really coerce them to do none of that. I know people that's like that. My brothers, 
my brothers, my younger brothers was never interested in drugs. Nobody could never talk to them or coerce them unless they gave them a shot or put them out to drink or smoke. Neither one of them never done that. And you have many out there. They was very content. They face reality. I'm not saying they never had no issues. Looking for something different this Thanksgiving? Take your family to the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Just minutes from I-95 with free admission and parking. This is the perfect holiday outing for families of every size. You'll love the flight and tank simulators, 300-degree theater, and interactive training center. And you'll come face-to-face with rare and never-before-seen artifacts from Army history. It's all at the National Army Museum, with shopping and dining, too. Open on Thanksgiving Day and all weekend long. Plan your visit at usarmymuseum.org. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Other issues, I'm not saying that, but when it came to substances or whatever like that, you know, they was very content, so they wasn't easily coerced. Even hanging around people that done that, they just was set. They had their foot, they put their foot down that they was never going to get involved in that stuff. And I give a shout out to them. I give them a hand clap. They never. I think everybody else in my family got into drugs or at least tried it. You know, including myself. I believe everybody in my family drank before, but not everybody. Let me, besides my uh, my younger brother, as far as I know. But you have people they have a a better grip. You know, than others. They can deal with reality and circumstances better than others sometimes. Now this. That's 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 if you're not suffering with autism or ADHD or something like that. And I'm talking about a person that's free from autism and ADHD. Now, reason I'm going that way, and I didn't even know I was going to go this way. See, I'm a spontaneous talker and thinker. This just comes as I think, and uh, <clears throat> that's the difference when a person suffers from autis- autism, you know, or ADHD or the other acronyms they put out there, or even a a, a newest divergence. I'm not going to say maladaptive daydreaming. I I believe maladaptive daydreaming was triggered. Now, I'm not a doctor. I, I know I keep saying that. I believe that's triggered. Maybe because if you have autism or these other issues like uh, ADHD or Asperger's, and I got to read up on Asperger's and autism is close. They, 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 I like to call them twins because they're so close together. And these other things, sometimes that can spur off. You know, they can, they can start you to start uh, somewhat hallucinating, but uh, uh Melodactive uh, divergence, melodactive daydreaming is not hallucinating. You're just making up dreams. You're making up fantasies and, and stuff like that. So uh, a lot of that can set those things off, I believe. You know, 
like myself, I can say I was artistic. And uh, artistic probably has something to do with my attention span. No, they was all together, you know, because I know I wasn't born that way. But something set that off. I didn't come out artistic. I don't have no proof of that. Maybe something happened before. I don't know. I don't know. Because many kids that wind up artistic, especially in the black, you know, in the black ethnicity, in the black ethnic group, many black kids have the most highest rate of autism. And that's something to think about. Why? Why do blacks have the most rate, the highest rate in autism? There's a reason. But I'm not going to do a teaching on that now. I believe this is my opinion. And others agree too. It has to do something with the uh, the shots, the vaccination shots. And I'm not just talking about COVID. I'm just talking about vaccination shots itself. It has been proof, you know, even though the CDC and all of them wouldn't put it out there like that, that the shots has, has a lot to do with a lot of autism in the black kids, and autism in white kids as well. But I'm just saying the high rate of black kids. And I, I believe that. I believe that. <clears throat> but besides that, my point is, I don't think they was born that way. Something set it off. Now, some people was, some kids, yeah, I believe they was born mentally, you know, uh, retarded or mentally something wrong with it for one reason or the other. Because of said nature, because you're going to have to, and nobody is perfect, even the most earthly perfect child, as we look at perfection, not the way God look at it, because none of us perfect. It's not perfect. We don't even know the real definition of being perfect. But there's always a chance to have a defect in birth when sin is still around because the body that is coming off, out of is an imperfect, sinful body. It's all because of the curse. Why things happen to some happen to others. It ain't like God choosing this person to be deformed and not choosing this other to come out, whatever like that. It's nature. God lets nature play out in itself. You understand what I'm saying? He don't save some and he don't kill others. That's my point. He let nature and life play out, but he knows what's going to happen. Okay? He knows the beginning, the middle to the end. Now, I can't, I can't explain that, but I can just tell you sin. So when I look at sin, people would always trying to find out what was the real reason why, if it wasn't caused by a shot or a certain medicine that the parents was taking, or you hear stories about alcoholic women that affected their child, and all that is true. See, you know that, but when it comes to certain shots, it's hard to find proof for that unless you really dig to dig in it, and the doctors just don't do that because they're told not to. They protect the vaccines. They protect the vaccines, you know. But my point is, when babies and kids are born deformed or cerebral palsy or whatever like that 
even in the body, something triggered it. It started, they just, God didn't create them that way because God lets creation, God lets life, the cycle of birth, go with on his arm. He does not write that. He's not in the in a wound of a woman playing with the body, make sure it comes out perfect. You understand what I'm saying? He lets life go. He it's a law. He cannot touch nothing. He will not touch nothing. You understand what I'm saying? So the only time when a person will be perfect is when they get their new and mortal bodies. So when these kids come out like that. I have no doubt that they're going to heaven. They come out with brain damage and stuff like that. Whatever reason it is from a shot or whatever reason it is, whatever triggered it, even if it was some malfunction in a woman's body or something the man from his, what he put in her, whatever the trigger is because it was triggered, God is going to take care of those kids. I have no doubt. He's going to take care of them. They get older. I believe God is going to leave the door open for them. But this is just my opinion. And I say that because the, I, I know the God of the Bible, the grace of God. It ain't like he just going to say, well, they didn't have time to just accept Jesus in their life or whatever like that, you know. you know. But only God knows what they can think and only God knows what they can really do. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? It's just some things you and I will not be able to comprehend when it comes to the things of God, how God's work and how the bodies and birth and stuff work, not even doctors. They're pretty good at it, but they can never know why things. Now, I go deeper. I've done a teaching on that uh, over a year ago. Uh, uh, over a year ago about why things die why kids come out like they do sometimes. Why come some kids, you know, die in stillbirths? Why some kids come out deformed and others come out perfect? You know, we can never know the answer to that, but all I have to say is because we live in an imperfect vessel and this imperfect body is capable of coming up with some defects. Because nothing is perfect. DNA is, is not perfect. Cells are not perfect. None of this stuff is not perfect. Why? Because of the root. Remember I said what the root thing is? Sin. These bodies are cursed. They die daily. When a child is first born, he's already dying. You say, Joe, what do you mean? Once he is born and sets foot in this earth... Now, look at it this way. Now, I'm not saying he does not get older, but they're already in the death cycle because the body is going to die. Why? Because of sin. That don't mean you're not going to get older. Listen to me closely. Or you're not going to reach whatever age it is. Whatever, you know, whether you reach it or you don't, you're still sooner or later going to die. Sooner or later. Because why? Death. Sin and death. Sin brings death. Okay. So let me digress. I know I'm, I'm getting kind of deep and whatever like that, but I want people to understand because when you deal with different issues like uh, uh, 
Let me turn this light off because I can feel bugs are attracted by light. They always come around light and everything. But if you um, you have a lot of people with the question, and this and this I can understand that why, why, why am I like this? Why do I suffer like this? Why me? Why me? Why do I have to suffer like that? I'm a good person. I, I do this. Why? But why do I have to suffer like that? I know people much worse than me. And, uh, you know. There's only one road into Key West. But you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. They do all this, they do whatever, man. They live good, they they got their right minds, they seem to have it anyway. But why me? I try to live right, I try to do this, why me? See, there's a lot of whys. There's a lot of whys, and God knows our whys. But I don't ask that myself no more because... I understand, not perfectly, I still have some questions, but not to the point that I got to keep asking why. Any questions that I have because I don't understand it or I can't comprehend it, but I know, God, you are perfect. I just want to know the one, two, three step. And even if you did tell me, I still would not understand it. So I, I never go as far as a why no more myself. I'm not saying I'm talking about myself. You know, I'm not saying it doesn't bother me. I'm not I'm not saying it does not upset me. But I don't get upset at God. I mean, I don't get upset at God. I get upset at the situation. See, I get upset at the enemy, you know. Because you have to understand the way God's work. You got to understand the dispensations, the way God works, uh, uh, you got to know the difference between the time, the way God worked in time past, you know, compared to the but now. Because God is going to start working somewhat the same way he done in the time past. The same way he's going to work their way in ages to come during the seven year tribulation and the millennial kingdom reign before that. You understand what I'm saying? So, the way God is working today is grace. Is grace. We're under God's grace. The world, and I'm not just talking about the saved people, but the world is under God's grace. The only difference is the saved people are going to heaven. You understand what I'm saying? But they're still under God's grace and they can go to heaven themselves because sin is not stopping it. God took care of the sin issue already two, over 2,000 years ago. So we are under grace. So God is not pouring down his wrath. God is not punishing nobody for sin. Listen closely to what I'm saying. God is not pouring down his wrath. God is not putting curses on nobody's child or people, nothing like that. God is not punishing nations for their sins. Like he did in time past when it came to the the, uh, the 
wicked Gentile nations and even put his foot down on his own people, Israel. That was the God that was under the law then. That was under the condemnation. That was under the law. They had to obey the law then. So I believe some people get confused. They try to put that same, they want God to work the same way that he did in time past with Israel and other Gentile nations. He won't, they, some people want God to work that way today with the signs and the wonders and the miracles and everything like that. But even back then, every Israelite did not get healed. But my point is, they was under that covenant. And sometimes they didn't get healed because of their lack of faith, their unbelief. But they could have. The whole nation could have been healed. But that was just for Israel. So the signs and wonders and all that stuff God done then, you know, was for Israel. It was under that covenant. It was under that law. We're not under the law today. Gentiles never was under the law. You know, if you want to be specific, we're under God's grace. See, we're under God's grace. So God is not pouring down or cursing. Nobody's kids are doing none of that today. He put the whammy on a lot of family. He wiped out families back then. You guys know that. That's why a lot of people don't like reading the Bible. They they, they say, how can we serve a God like that? Because they don't understand why God. See, see, this is one thing. God know who's going to be deformed. God, what did Jesus come in doing? See, I'm going everywhere. Let me start at one thing. First, when Jesus came down, he was healing the lunatic, the paralyzed, the blind, and all that. People that had physical ailments the cripple, the blind, the lunatics, and all that Jesus was healing them when he came on this earth. But you got to remember, it was only Israel. It was only Israel. He came for his own people. He came as a Jew when he hit the earth, as a Jew. So that's why he was healing the dead and the, raising the dead and healing the sick and the lepers and the blind. You had paralyptics. You had all kind of people that was demon-possessed. All that. But it was all Israel. He was just giving them a taste how the kingdom of heaven is going to be for them. There would be no lame. There would be no blind. There would be no paralyzed. There would be no evil, devil, demon-possessed people in the kingdom of heaven. So that was just, he was just giving them a taste how the, the kingdom is going to be. He wasn't healing them because... He's a good, yeah, he done it because he was good and he was righteous, but he was healing them. That was proof because it was prophesied by Isaiah. That's what he was going to be doing. That was going to be a sign that what he was going to be doing. That's why when John the Baptist told his disciples to go ask Jesus, was he the one? And what was Jesus' answer? Go back and tell John the blind see. The lepers are cleansed, not something like that, you know, and all this stuff like that. He was giving John the answer. And what was the answer? That he was that promised Messiah because the book of Isaiah already said that's what be, that would be 
one of the signs that to prove that Jesus is that coming king, that what that's what he's going to be doing, healing the sick, healing the blind, the lepers and stuff like that. So Jesus, when he came and fulfilled that, that's why he was doing that getting them ready for the kingdom of heaven because the kingdom of heaven is not going to have no deformity or nothing like that. Matter of fact, the kids, they're going to be considered still a child at 100 years old. Life will be expanded again. They will live up to three, four, five hundred years old under that thousand year millennium. But so when Isaiah of the prophets prophesied what Jesus, especially Isaiah, what Jesus was going to be doing, the, uh, John the Baptist would have knew, he would have known what Jesus meant. Jesus didn't have to say, yeah, I'm the one. Jesus, all Jesus had to say was what he said. And John would have knew right off the bat. Yeah, he is the one. Well, how did John? Why? How, how did John know that? Because John had to understand the book of Isaiah. See, it was written in their scrolls. John had to understand. He had to read the book of Isaiah. See, so there was nothing said. Okay, Joe, where are you going with that? The reason I went all the way about what that is, we have to understand all this I've been talking about, my struggles with childhood and stuff like that, with the uh, the autism, the uh, neurodivergence, the ADHD, and the most strongest one of all, the MD, the maladaptive daydreaming. It's e- it would have been easy for me to say, why? And I understand why people say, why? I feel it. I get you. I'm not putting you down or nothing like that. Why? I didn't ask that then because I wasn't thinking that way then. Only why I was asking. I, it wasn't why God. It was just why I'm like I am. Why do I struggle like I struggle, but I was young. I didn't say because of God done it or nothing like that, but I just wanted to know why do I struggle like I struggle. Now, some people are angry at God because they like the yacht, and some people blame God. Then some people don't believe there's a God. If they, they, always, they often say if there was a God, I wouldn't be like I am or my child wouldn't be like they are. They are. And many, many, many people go to miss heaven with their doubt. Because they don't understand that we're under grace. God is not doing signs and wonders. Now, God can do what he wants. He can do what he wants. But God is a God of justice. God is a God of principles, structure. He don't break a cycle just to please us. Because he knows the end and the beginning from the end. You follow what I'm saying? He knows the beginning from the end. So he's not going to break his principle. He ain't going to come down and heal just because he wanted to under grace. He didn't heal no Gentiles back then, but a few. And then when Jesus on earth, only a few, a couple of them got healed. I think it was the Roman centurions, uh, his servant, which I think was a Jew, and the Canaanite woman. Those was the two. Jesus only healed five Gentiles, nations. Everybody else was Israel. Because he did not come for the Gentiles. 
He came for Israel and prepared Israel to get them ready, getting them cleansed, getting them healed so they can go out to out of Jerusalem to the Gentile world. But they never made it because of what? Their unbelief. So what I'm trying to get right time, if you if you are a Christian, so I can only talk to a Christian. If you are a Christian, I can expect that from an unbeliever because there might be other faiths and other things. But if you are a Christian, I'm trying to let you know. Getting caught in the wrong shoes can interrupt your plans for the day. Like when that 10% chance of rain ends up looking more like 100%. When the transition to fall and winter feels more like experiencing every season on the same day, there's the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. These shoes were made for misty morning walks, surprise snow days, and anything a trip to the dog park might bring. The whole collection brings together water-repellent technology and classic style, so you can stay warm, dry, and comfy during your everyday adventures. Cross off errands with the splash protection on the Wool Runner Mizzle. Dash through cold and wet weather with all-conditioned traction and reflective details on the Wool Dasher Mizzle. Or upgrade to next-level protection with the Mudguard on the Wool Runner Up Mizzle Plus. Go to allbirds.com and use code FRESHSOCKS for a free pair of socks with your purchase. A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code FRESHSOCKS. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No. Why God is not healing and doing what he, he like he did at the time past. Because it's the same God. But God works different in different dispensations and different times. He does not work the same way through the Bible. He does not. We're under the time of grace. Okay. Now, let me go back around about because this is not my Bible teaching podcast, but I still give a Bible perspective perspective on this show. Some people might have another belief or whatever like that. There might be atheists or whatever. I'm not like you are welcome to listen. You don't have to agree. But as a believer, this is what I stand on. This is what I believe. You can believe what you believe. That's okay. Whatever your faith is, believe what you believe in. But this is what I believe in. See, this is what I stand on. This is my faith. This is my anchor. You might have your own anchor, your own belief, but this is my anchor. I'm not here to debate that. But this is my anchor. Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed. i never be ashamed of that. Jesus Christ is my anchor. Through all my mess and all of my imperfections, Jesus Christ is my anchor. Through all the struggles that I have been through, just as that, that poem or that picture or that, that little sand of footprints in the sand, I know he's been with me, you know, by his grace. Why you, Joe? Why you? 
where all a lot of people struggle now. I just say he's been with me through his grace. Now, even him being with me, I still was tore from the floor. I still was messed up. I still was failing. I still struggled. I still had mental problems. I still cuss. I still smoked. I still done this. I still looked at porn. I still done this. I still committed adultery before. I still done those things even when God been through me. You, you, You understand what I'm saying? I still struggled. See? God's grace is God's grace whether you made it through or whether you passed away. God's grace still is sufficient. Why? Because we deserve to be wiped out, period. A lot of us deserve. Everybody on this earth deserve. And it would be right for God if he just destroyed the whole earth. He would be righteous to do that. That's why I say everybody is under God's grace, no matter what you're going through, good or bad. It's still God's grace. People get God's grace mixed up that God's supposed to save you out of everything. No, you don't understand God's grace. As a believer, I'm talking about as a Christian. Under this dispensation of grace. Many believers don't understand God's grace. You could tell that by their preaching. They still preach the same way. See? You want to be healed from autism. So do I. You want to be healed from ADHD. So do I. You want to get healed from any other bipolar or, you know, what's the other ones? Uh, OSD or, you know, neurodivergence or, you know, even the uh, maladaptive daydreaming. Many people want to be healed from that. They want to be healed, including myself. But if I never get healed, I know one thing. I know he can. I know he can heal me. And if he never healed me, his grace is still sufficient for thee. Because by me being saved, I know I'm going to get that perfect body. So I can wait. I didn't say it was easy. I can wait. It's tough, man, living. It's tough living on this sinful earth, man. It's tough thinking the way I think. It's tough being in this struggle, man. It's not easy. And God knows that about the saved and the unsaved. That's why he leaves that door open. That's why he took all sins away. So you have a chance to be saved now. You have a chance to be reconciled back to God. Why do you say back now? Because before Adam and Eve sinned, they was already reconciled to God. See, Adam, Adam represents creation. He represents the whole human race, Adam. So you have to use it all together. When you say Adam was reconciled to God, so when Adam sinned, remember all of us came out of Adam. So when Adam sinned, he lost reconciliation with God. I'm not saying he wasn't saved. I believe Adam is in heaven, but he lost his reconciliation with God. Fellowship at that time while he was on the earth. So Adam being the father of the human race, which is only one race, 
Adam being the father affected every other human race and we all lost reconciliation. So Adam is the human race is one in God's eyes from Adam. So you might not think it's fair, but you don't understand or comprehend and you can never enter the mind of God because God knows the beginning from the end. So therefore, when Adam sinned, sin, when Adam disobeyed, sin came into the world, Adam and Eve, you know, when they disobeyed, especially, but it fell on Adam because he was the one God told him to, told it to. When Adam sinned, Adam was the father of everything, the whole human race. So every other human race came out of Adam was also cursed and they was unreconciled from God. So when the Bible talks about God is looking to reconcile the people back to him. That's what he mean. You could be reconciled back to God because Jesus Christ, his son, made that door open and made the way by his atonement over 2,000 years ago. So you have a chance to be reconciled. Okay, Joe, what about my sin? This is the part I'm trying to get you to see. No, you cannot be reconciled with God if you still was, he was still charging you with sin. I'm not saying you will not sin. Stop! Don't get confused with that. I know churches get you confused. He, well, you could be reconciled back to God because now he don't have you. Don't he don't see no sin on you because he's not charging you with sin because wherever there's no law, there is no sin. You see, so that was taken care of two thousand years ago. So you have a chance to be reconciled. So let me go back. Okay, no matter what you are going through in your struggles, this is for the unsaved. This is for the unsaved. If you're struggling with some of the things that I talked about, or all, or physical ailments or whatever, or you some type of deformation, or drugs, or whatever, or whatever you're struggling with, bad habits, bad addictions, whatever it is, God's grace is sufficient for you. God's grace is sufficient as the King James Bible for thee. His grace, his strength is made perfect through your my weakness. Well, Paul, the Apostle Paul, asked God to take that thorn from him, which was a messenger of Satan, the Bible talks about. Paul asked God to take the thorn from him. Did God do that? No. God left his hair. Paul suffered big time. Paul got beat more than all the other apostles, Peter and all of them. I think over 40 times, the King James says uh, 40 minus 1. I mean, 39 times Paul got beat. No telling what type of part, uh, weapons he got beat with. He was left for dead, I think, twice. He was shipwrecked. Paul, God didn't rescue Paul. Paul struggled, and Jesus told Paul, you was going to struggle. You was going to suffer for the ministry. Suffer for me. And Paul suffered more than any other disciples or apostles. The Apostle Paul. See? But in the book of Philippians, when Paul said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, you go to a uh you go you go to the above verses before that, because some people can wear that out without going in context and reading the above verses, you can see why Paul said that. 
it had nothing to do with the God is going to take it away. It's just God's strength is made perfect through Paul's weakness. And that goes for any believer. That don't mean you're not going to go through nothing. Why? Because it works that way in grace. That's how things work in grace. See, you don't know how much you can take until you take it. Let me say that again. You don't know how much you take. You can take it until you take it. You don't know how much God really got you through things by his grace until you notice you got through it. You understand what I'm saying? People that's not saved got through a lot of things because of the grace of God. People survived a lot of things, the unsaved. I'm talking about the unsaved now. Let me let me put this out there. See, they might think it's because of this. They might think it's because of that. But everything is because of God's grace. He allows everything. You don't just cut a person short because they're not saved because we're under grace. It's just when you're saved, you're going to go through things, but you have more of benefits. You got the Holy Spirit to get you through it in a spiritual way. You, you follow what I'm saying? Okay. Now, when it comes to, you know, uh, deformities in your mind or deformities in your body, God's grace is still sufficient for thee. See, that's, that's the best way I can I, I can explain this. Now, no matter what my struggles is, I can't say was because I still struggle, with, besides my ailments, sin in general, I still struggle with bad thoughts and bad stuff like that. I still look at things I ain't supposed to be looking at. So I still struggle. It's still a battle. But God's grace is still sufficient. When you get into a sinful cycle, many people, I used to believe that God has got to, he turned his back on you. It's just that you turned your back on him. And when you start living a sinful life, it's like it's a blinder there blocking you. Now you feel like you're far away from God. Yeah, you got far away from him. It wasn't God. But your sin uh, is blocking off that relationship. And I'm talking about a believer now, blocking off the relationship and that strong fellowship with God. But you still saved. But you feel like you're far away because sin is blocking it off. You know, you're distant. Okay? So anybody that's struggling, and I'm, this is my conclusion. And I told you, I, I put things in a biblical perspective. It might not be everybody's answer for strength and guidance. But it's mine's. Excuse me. My sinus is so clogged up. Uh, but it's mine. And I struggle with my thoughts. And it makes me angry. Sometimes my temper is quicker and my patience is not good. You know, but God's grace is still sufficient. I get bothered by a lot of stuff that's going on in the world now. A lot of lawlessness that's going on. And I get bothered by that. I just want to say, Lord, just, Lord, come and get me. 
let it, I don't want to die in the, you know in a physical way like that but I'm just saying Lord come let the rapture happen you know but that's just something that because of frustration because of frustration and stuff like that because it's my human side Like I said before, I, I would have never thought that I would still be. I, I would. I, I thought we, I, we'd been raptured a long time ago, before a lot of this stuff happened. But we got to understand the Bible never just never said we won't go through nothing. <laughs> now there will be a rapture catching away, but we must remember since we're not under prophecy, like Israel. The Bible never promised that a believer would not go through nothing before he come rapture of us. It didn't even get into that. Just like the Bible don't talk about, contrary to the movies that's made, like Left Behind and stuff like that, the Bible don't talk about what's going to happen when the church is gone. You know, the Bible don't get into things falling out of the sky or this is going to happen, whatever like that, people are going to be doing this. No. The Bible, it's like a gap when it comes from, to the rapture and the seven-year tribulation. Because the Bible does not say it's going to start right away. The, the seven-year tribulation, that is. The Bible does not say it's going to start right away. See, movies done that. Movies made that. That's not the Bible. It's like a gap. It's like a gap. And I believe God done that for a reason, because people would have been making more books, more speculations and stuff like that. They do it bad enough about airplanes falling out of the sky and people's clothes left or nothing like that. The Bible didn't put no specific on that. The word of God never put specific on that, on, on anything like that. OK, my point is the Bible never gave us no information about what we need to be looking for besides, you know, the Antichrist coming, what we need to be looking for or what's going to happen before the church get taken away. It doesn't say, man, you will have to go a part of this. You're going to have to be suffering through this or whatever like that. Paul just told us to be prepared. I'm trying to explain this the best way I can in a biblical perspective. Now, Joe, you might be saying, what does this got to do with uh, maladaptive daydreaming and stuff like that. It has a lot to do with that. My point is as a believer, myself, as a believer, no matter what I'm struggling with now, all I have to do is focus on what's waiting for me in the heavenly places because my blessings is future. My rewards, whatever it is, it's future. I have to accept that because it ain't going to change because I want it now. It's just like the prodigal son. He wanted his stuff now. And you see what happened. <laughs> What's that, Luke 15? You see what happened. But my thing is, I know under grace, our future blesses us now. See, even the book of Philippians they, if they believed, they understood when Paul talked about certain things, it was a future blessing, rewards, account. 
when he talked about fulfilling that account, you're going to be left an account in heaven and everything. That's that future glory that we're going to get in the future. So the body of Christ is future blessings. I know I don't want to have to worry about this physical body or this this warped mind or anything like that because I will have a supernatural sinless body, uncorrupted, uncorrupted, no more autism, praise God, no more ADHD, praise God, praise God, no more neurodivergence, and the master of them all, no more MDS, maladaptive daydreaming, because I will have a unexplainable reward the real heavenly utopia in the heavenly places and when I get there I believe I could be wrong that we go straight to the Bema seat which is the judgment seat of Christ not the great white throne judgment but the judgment seat of Christ and we will get judged on what we've done here on the earth. And that will be based on the reward that I get, if any. And I want rewards. But not having that warped body, that warped body, that warped mind, that's all I have to fall on now. That's my anchor. That's what I mean. That's my anchor. Okay, now if someone that's struggling with MD or uh, autism, you might be disappointed because I'm not telling you an antidote or giving you any type of antidote or how you can get rid of stuff like that because I don't know. I I really don't know. Uh, this is not the show that tells you okay, you need to go here. You do this. I can I can give you. St- steps from other people or send you to other platforms or groups, but I don't have the answer for that because I'm still trying to understand it, why I'm here on this earth. But I can tell you something that you can get better, much better, but you have to be patient and wait for it. Now, whatever that wait is going to be, we don't know because we're not promised the next hour, the next minute, or the next second. You understand what I'm saying? So my antidote for anybody, this is my antidote for anybody to help them get through it. It's Jesus. That's that's my antidote. That's 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 what I would tell a person. It might sound old fashioned, whatever like that. I still get person steps, but if you want a somewhat peace while you're going through the storm, because a lot of people are struggling. I, I read the reviews, and I, I can understand, you know. So the only thing I can tell them, I can tell them how I got through things. You know, if you ask that question, I believe part of it is because of maturity. Because I, like I said, 60 or maybe even close to 65, 70% of my life, I was in another world. I still didn't know who Joe was because I was always somebody else. And I, that's true. I was always somebody else. So I still didn't know who I was because I was always just about in a show, in a movie. 
somebody else. I look like everybody else. I can't explain that, but everybody I looked at, I looked like them. Sometimes I forget how I look because I look like everybody that I ran into, even animals. <laughs> I'm serious. That's how my mind works. I don't know if you guys that's With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Suffer for their works. But that's how my wire works. Everybody I look at, I look like them. So when I talk to a person, I'm like I'm talking to their face is my face. I know it's not real, but that's how my mind worked and coped. When they seen me, I'm thinking they looking at I'm looking like them. That's how uh messed up my mind is. And I do say is because I'm I'm better at it now, but I just think and I look at things differently. And some people say, wow, they can't comprehend. And no, I cannot comprehend it, but that's how my mind is. I don't know. If anybody struggles with something like that, please leave a comment and let me know. Let me know I'm not the only one. (laughs) But even through that struggle, and that's a big struggle when you don't know who you are. You live the majority of your life masking in a mask because you didn't know who you really was because you played so many characters or created so many characters or became so many characters. You really never found out, me, myself, who was I? The the closer, and I'm not just saying this, but the closer I ever came to knowing who I was is when I got saved. Is when I got saved. Because after I got saved, I started seeing things clearly and better, even through my mess. I started seeing things clearly and better. I started seeing my face, who I really was, not somebody else's. See, I didn't have to leave a mask on, I could take the mask off. It was uncomfortable doing it, but I can take the mask off. And I'm talking about the uh, melodactic uh, daydreaming now. Not through the autism, but that part right there, because uh, uh, 60% of the time I was in La La Land. Somebody else. And this is true. But God's grace. 
got me through this and I'm not crazy now. And it's by you too. You, a lot of you been through struggles probably just as much as me or even more. And you might not be saved, but you're doing fine now. That's still what? God's grace. And some of you are struggling. You really need help. You can't cope with this MD. You can't cope with this. It's hard. Some of you are contemplating suicide. And I don't know what else to say. I can tell you to call somebody, which is good. Talk to somebody or whatever like that. I don't, I'm not going to put nothing on Facebook. I don't want to just, I'm very careful. I'm very picky and careful what I say on Facebook. Because I try not to sound like everybody else. I try not to use things that everybody else use. I'm very careful. So sometimes I limit myself to just say, man, you know, it's, it's even beyond to just pray. Because when you tell a person to pray as a believer, you have to understand everybody don't pray to the same God. Everybody does not pray to the same God. They pray to a God that makes them feel good, whatever it is, the God of whatever, see, so I'm very seldomly say you need to pray unless I'm talking to a believer under the same faith. You see what I'm saying? So I'm very careful just telling everybody to pray. I don't tell everybody to pray. Everybody's not saved. Everybody's not saved. And the only way God really hears you, if you finna accept his son or believe what his son done, not just to pray to get you out of your mess, that's why I'm very careful to say that, you know, about praying. But I can always introduce you to someone that can get you through if you wouldn't listen and hear. Walk you through it. Might not deliver you from it, but he will walk you through it. So you're not going to get no fancy scriptures from me and I'm going to say, you know, just read this scripture seven times a night and everything like that, blah, blah, blah. Only way I will give people scriptures, they have to be a believer because their spirit is made alive. If you are a Christian, yes, I will give you a few scriptures, whatever like that. But you can't throw scriptures to the unsaved, man, because they're spiritually dead. Believers, you got to remember they're spiritually dead. You got to spoon feed people, find out where they are in Christ or what their faith is. Before you could, you could talk to somebody. You thinking they talking about Christianity because it sounds something like it. It's a it's a traditional way of Christian talk until you start asking questions. I'm a question person, and then I will find I will come to the, I will I will really know if a person is saved or not by certain questions you ask. And they might start talking about another God or something else they believe in. Don't knock them. That's them. Don't knock them. Don't judge them. Because they need help and they struggles. Spoon feed them. The Holy Spirit will do the rest. This is my conclusion and this is my solution. If you're interested in the solution. 
other solutions. There's group sessions, and there's, you know, if you're interested in that, there's people that you can talk to that, you know, the people that I talk to, a lot of us are not Christians. I know that, and I don't know unless they say it, but they still can help me with different steps of what to do. Yes, I'm open to some help. You don't have to be saved as long as you know certain steps to get me through. Now, what I'm limited on is depends what you, when you start getting into other spiritual aspects or different things like that. I'm not into yoga. I don't get into that or certain types of meditation or Hinduism. I'm not into that. I have my God. That's who I pray to. If I meditate, which is talking to God, that's who I talk to. I will not accept that because I have my God. This is my anchor. That might be yours. You pray to yours. I pray to my God. But I don't compromise. I don't compromise. I'm just been open with anybody. I don't compromise. So I'm letting you know that right now. I'm not being mean, but I don't compromise my faith for no other faith. But I respect yours, but I don't compromise it. I'm going to always put God first over any other faith. And that's me. Because his grace is sufficient for me. Can nobody else, can no other spirit realm or no other faith could be sufficient for me, for me, but God. Jehovah God. Yahweh. The Prince of Peace. I'm just letting people let that up front. I mean, we could talk about steps. And we could talk about this. We could talk about certain things to do, rocking or certain stimulus we can stop. Yes, I'm, I'm for that. Help me out on that. I'm open. I'm not ashamed. I'm not afraid of that. But when it comes to God, I don't compromise my faith. Another thing I don't do, I don't, I'm not into the medicines and medication. I'm not into that. You know, for each is all. I'm not into that. I don't, I don't, I'm not into antidepressants or nothing like that. I, I'm not into medicines. I'm just not into none of that. I'm not ashamed to say that. I'd rather self-medicate myself with my God through prayer and through exercises. I'd rather do it the natural way. That's just me. You know. So if you just offer that or just say there's many medicines you can take, I'm going to say no. Thank you, but no thanks. I'd rather try something else, more natural. Herbs, teas, or vitamins, whatever. I'd go that route, but not not, not nothing from pharma, nothing that stuff. No antidepressants, no. That's just me. You can if you want, but that's just me. Also, I will not offer that to you, and I will not throw God on you. But I will give you, I will ask you, are you interested in learning what I believe in? Or I will ask you, are you interested in certain vitamins and stuff like that? Or, you know, et cetera, whatever. You could say no. That's okay. Or just let's keep it to the steps. But if you want to talk about something, your faith, then I'm going to talk about my faith. Okay. And that's going to be my solution. I'm not, I don't go around that when it comes to prayer and meditation. That's what I'm going to say. Okay? That's the conclusion. I hope you guys got something out of this series of my struggle through childhood. 
I didn't come up with solutions. I didn't come up with no type of antidotes or no pills or, you know, classes or nothing. Because this wasn't nothing to show you how to be delivered. I don't know that. But I can just tell you what helped me and how to get through it. That's all. I can just talk about what what I went through. Hopefully that can help somebody else that's going through. I think a lot of maturity helped me. It wasn't no, really no special exercises that I do, and I'm being for real. It was nothing special that I did. I think it just took, it just, I got bored with it. I got bored with it, man. I didn't need that because, you know, one thing I can tell you, I replaced my thoughts, not even on purpose or planning, by getting involved in other things. And when people say that, yeah, that does work. If you allow it, I got more involved in other things as my life went along, especially when I got saved, you know, it was replaced by other things, man. I still struggled. I still slipped, no doubt, but it was replaced. I did not need it like I did then. My, the minute, and this is the best way I can, I can say this, and I'm going to let you go. The minute when I got saved, I opened up more. And the more I start getting involved with more things and the stronger I get in my faith and I start allowing people in, real people, not my fantasies, real people in, and I started initiating myself on people. And I started, when I became, my pastor gave me positions of being a deacon or whatever like that because I, I talked to people well. See, I learned to do that. But it was the Holy Spirit within me. I have no doubt I opened up. So the Holy Spirit opened me up. See? Not the miraculous. That's not a miracle or nothing like that. That's just me allowing the Holy Spirit to open me up. So once I opened up and got a lot out of my introvertness, I did not have to depend on daydreams no more. As much anyway. I still struggle. Don't get me wrong. When I got depressed or stressed or bugged out. But my point is I got I learned how to control it more because I didn't need it as much. Even today, even when I do it, it's not as long. It's not as long because I catch it because it's boring. I can't even create the things in my head like I used to. And that's a good thing because, man, I was perfectionist. I said that before, man. I couldn't create. I didn't have no need to create nothing now because I was allowed more things in my life and I was doing more things. Now, that's what I can tell you to start doing. That's all I can, you know. That's on you. It helped me. But I've been doing it for a long time. I'm not a beginner. It's tougher for a beginner, but you can't catch it that way. Get involved in more things before you get sucked too much into that introvert thing and closed in. That's when that thing becomes your God. Whether you believe it or not, I listen to some people. Do not let, even though some, do not let this MD become your God like you need it and you can't stop. The more you keep telling yourself you cannot stop, it becomes stronger. It becomes stronger when you keep telling yourself you cannot stop. This has nothing to do with law of attraction or none of that garbage. It's just you saying you can't stop. I can't stop because you are really in control. It's not in control of you. Now, I'm going to talk about me. I am control. I've always been in control of it. It's just that I like doing it. 
and then to fool you to make you think that it's in control of you. But it can be controlling when you keep keep your putting your hands down and you keep depending on that. That's like any addiction. That's like any drug. It's like pornography. That's like homosexuality. When you keep putting your hands down and saying, this is just the way I am and I'm going to always be like this, that thing becomes stronger. It's a fight to the end, man. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's a fight to the end. Now, I can relax now and ain't got to really try to fight it. I can just relax because I know I'm in control now. If I do it, it's because I want to. And that's the flesh. It's because I want to. Always remember that you don't have to. It's because you want to. Because you like it. It soothes you. I know that. It keeps you out of stress. I I know that, but it's all you have to get. You got to be very careful of giving this issue so much power. Okay, that's the best thing I can tell you. Now I'm not saying I'm fully delivered. I say I'm about seventy percent, and I still struggle, whatever like that, you know. But my thing is, man, I ain't nothing like I used to be because I find it kind of boring now. It does, I don't need it as much. It's not a crutch for me anymore like it used to be. But I still somewhat struggle with it, but it's not as strong no more. And I thank you guys. The show that I, uh, the groups that I'm with now and I'm hearing more people like that, it has me more conscious now, man. This group helps me because when I feel my my fingers getting all twisted on my feet because I used to rub my feet all together in my shoes, I stop it. I say, oh, I'm getting too excited. Let me stop. Oh, I don't need to get excited about that. Relax. Because I'm I'm learning how to just relax without getting excited or getting caught up in that, that dream world, man. It's not easy, but it's doable. Let me say that again. It's not easy, but it is doable. Thank you, guys. This is Joseph Brownlee, and that's what I got for you. You know, God bless you all. I love you all. Salvation is the key. Believe in what Jesus done on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. He's the Redeemer. He understands all our issues. Like I said in my last podcast, who made up these names anyway? Autism. ADHD, whatever the whatever that means. Attention deficiency or whatever. Neurodivergence. OSD. MDS. Maladaptive daydreaming. See, all these names was created because of the symptoms and because of tests and whatever like that. God does not look at these names. These are man-made names. God knows the root of everything. He knows why these problems exist. He knows what kicks it off. But he knows the root of it, which is sin. It's the sin in this world. It's these imperfect bodies. See? He knows the root. Yes, Jesus, when he was healing, he called them lunatics. You know, he called them palsies. He called them the name. 
Yes, there was a names to them. And there was a reason for those names. But Jesus knows the real reason. Why that? He knows more than the scientists and the doctors. He knows the real reason why we are like we are. I'm not going to leave you with that. But for the ones that don't believe in the God that I believe in, that's the God I believe in. God bless you all. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. I love you all. I went long on this conclusion, but it was worth it. Until next time. What I'm going to be talking about in the future coming up, I'm going to get right back on I'm on this three goals, these, this phase. The better myself stronger spiritually, the better myself uh, physically more healthy, you know, doing things more better for my body physically, and to better myself financially within the next six months. You know, I got kind of sidetracked on the financial part because other reasons in this series that I'm doing because I'm like this. I have to focus on really something. If I'm going to focus on, I can't focus on multiple things. When I focus on something, I really focus on it and something's going to be held back. And I still, all these years, still learning how to just multitask. And I'm not good at that. So I stop something and I start back again. But those three things, that's what I'm doing. The better myself spiritually, first of all, physically, second of all, because I think that's the most important things after spiritually salvation, you know, for myself. And physically, like good health, taking care of your health or whatever like that, and financially. That's what I'll be getting back into with other things. Also, for the ones that don't know, I have a Bible teaching. It's not a Bible training school or nothing like that, but it's Bible teaching how to rightly divide God's word. It's called Connecting the Dots. Connecting the Dots by Joseph Brown. You can find it on Spotify. You know, that one especially. This, this show right here, you can find this show on iHeart. You can find this show, I think I'm on Google. You can, sign, you can find this show on three or four different outlets, Body of Christ Real Talk. Uh, Connecting the Dots, you can find it on Spotify or whatever like that. Or if you need one a link, I will send a link to you for the ones. If not, that's okay too. But Connecting the Dots, you know, and I have some other outlets that you can go to too, like Truth Time Radio with Trey Searcy. You get much more out of his his Bible study. Then you got Les Felder. You got others, Grace Ambassadors. So I will introduce you to my show, introduce you to quite a bit of shows besides mine, because it's not all about me. These guys got more than me. I just started over a year ago, so I will send you those too. But Connecting the Dots by Joseph Brownlee is a Bible teaching program, not a Bible school or a college, nothing like that. It's just Bible, basic, rightly divided Bible teaching, okay? Connecting the Dots. God bless you all. Peace out. Love you all. I hope you got something out of this. Leave com leave comments or whatever or call me. If you just want prayer, let's talk. I'd like to get to know you guys, whoever it is. God bless you. Love y'all. Left out Pee Wee. <laughs> Peace out. I love y'all. God bless. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.